0: Today is Monday, August 20th, and this is the Red Sox Beat Podcast on CLNS Media. I'm your host today, Jess Thomas, and I am alongside Nick Qualia.
1: Yes! Listen, last night we had... Jared. Jared's not going to be on today's show. I mean, Jared's a newlywed. We all came back from the wedding last night. It was a phenomenal wedding. And, side note, she's not going to be on the show... I know I saw people on Twitter last night chirping that they wanted Lauren back on the show. (laughs) Lauren, I'll tease you guys. Lauren is in the room with me right now. We got a room. Not in that way, but we got a room. And she's sitting across the room from me right now, but she's not going to be on the show at all today. So you guys can just (laughs) know that she is next to me. She could give her opinions if she wanted to, but she's not going to do it.
0: So we have to deal with me and Nick. So sorry if you don't like that, but we're picking up the Jared slack after we got married. Congratulations to Jared. Uh, this is Fred's Ice Beat podcast. As you know, a little different this week. I know I haven't been on it about a month because of various different reasons, but me and Nick are rolling today, um, on, uh, on this August 20th edition. And, um, we got some fun stuff to talk about. So Nick, let's jump into it. I guess the first thing, obviously, because it just happened pretty recently is, uh, is the Chris sale went back on the DL with what looks like the same. Exact thing is he was on deal before. He made one start after being out before, and now he's back on it. So I guess my question for you is, are they just doing this so he can get some rest? Obviously, Cy Young is going to be a little iffy now because he was going to win it before, but now if he's going to miss some starts, we'll see. But is this just like them just being like, oh, you're a little sore? Yeah, just like wait because we're 88 and 36.
1: Yeah, see, in regards to the Cy Young, I don't think that it's really going to affect that, mostly because... It's So he missed two starts on his last stint. He's probably going to miss a start or two on this one. So three or four starts. I don't think that's going to really affect anything with the Cy Young. Especially with the way he's been pitching this year. Like the guy has been so dominant that you can't be like, well, he missed three starts and then take it away from him. Because he's been unbelievable. Uh And as far as the injury goes, he did say personally that he feels better than he did last time he went on the deal with this injury. So... I'm thinking that it's a rest thing, but listen, you have to be a little worried about this because we don't know exactly what it is. We're just speculating because that's obviously what we're going to do here. We're just speculating about the injury. But if this guy is actually having a shoulder issue right now, he's the glue that's holding this rotation together. He's the most consistent. He's the most dominant. If this is an actual injury that we don't really... Again, we're just speculating. If this is a real injury... This is going to be a serious problem for the Red Sox going forward. But he said he felt better than he did last time, and then he came out immediately after uh, once he came off the disabled list, and then just torched the Baltimore Orioles. So uh, I'm a little worried because this is game. This is the second time now, but I'm hoping that it's more so just for rest, which very well could be.
0: Well, it makes you wonder because like if he feels better this time, he didn't even seem to be in that much pain the last time because he was like on oh, missed one start, and then he missed two. So it's like. I wonder why he's even like hurt again. I guess, and like you said, he twelve strikeouts and five innings against the Orioles in the start between DL stints. So I don't really. It doesn't seem like much to me, but like you said, you have to have this guy for the playoffs. This guy is twelve and four with a one ninety seven ERA, two hundred nineteen strikeouts, and a one seventy five opponent average. He's probably having his best season of his career, and he's had a lot of really, really, really good seasons. Oh yeah, this guy is just. I mean, what was it? His last like. 12 starts, his Yara is like .30 or something. Insane. It
1: That's, it's unbelievable. This <laughs> it's guy, insane. It's we're what like I a was just saying. He's unbelievable. He's been unbelievable this season. Oh. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest factor to him going back on the DL, if it is just a rest thing, is the standings. It's They
0: have a yeah. two-and-a-half game lead. If, they were, if they were
1: closer, if it was a two-game lead on the Yankees right now, I don't think he would be on the DL.
0: Well, they've won almost every single game since he's been out. They've That's lost two games since he's been out. <laughs> I mean, it's like they don't need that. They, they don't need them. That sounds stupid. They don't need him right now. And they don't, like you yeah. said, it's it's like it's over. Nobody's winning, cashing the Red Sox.
1: They're winning games with Brian Johnson. They're winning games. They're right. they're winning games where they pitch Hector Velasquez for two innings and then pitch their entire uh, bullpen right. for the rest of the night. Like they just this Red Sox team is having a tough time legitimately losing games right now. And it's, right. Like, I, like I said, ten game lead. They're not worried about the Yankees right now. You know what they're worried about, huh. Jess? You know what they're worried about? They're worried about getting Chris Sale ready for the playoffs so he can mow everybody down and pitch five games in a row. <laughs> that's what they're worried for. That's what they. Not, yes. That's what they need him for.
0: That's their secret plan: five games in a row in the playoffs. <laughs> every every
1: series, every series, just boom, boom, boom Chris right. Sale.
0: <laughs> well, it's been the it's been this the story with this, this whole season is every any, anybody who's gotten hurt. Other guys have just played well and they haven't lost. It's happened all season long. It's amazing. So let's get into somebody else who, uh, who has been picking up the slack. Obviously David Price with the sale injury, well, or without, uh, he's been pitching very well his last six starts. He's done extremely well. Uh, he's, you know, back since that Yankee start on July 1st, he's been back to the guy that, that everyone wanted him to be. So I guess I want your take on him because I know, I don't know exactly what he said last night. Uh, after a start on Saturday, but he said something else stupid. Like I, I, I don't like. Did he make adjustments? He's like, yeah, I made adjustments, and I'm not gonna tell you what they are because that's your job, not mine. But, like I don't know why he's still being snippy with the media because he clearly can't help himself. But I guess people probably don't care because he's pitching so well. But that still annoys me because like, just shut up.
1: So the good thing with David Price over this past like I don't know month and a half span is he's been pitching well and he's just kept his mouth shut. He's just shut up because that's been his issue this entire time. He just. Every time he goes out and pitches well, he tries to just shove it down the media's throat and be like, "Look at, look at me, you morons! Can you guys believe that you thought I would be bad? Like he would just, he just constantly was taking shots at the media. But over the past month and a half, he's been pitching great, and he's just been going back into the clubhouse, keeping his mouth shut and going home. That's, uh, you can talk to the media all you want, just don't be a jackass. That's all. That's all you really. That's all they ask from him. If he's going to start taking shots in the media again, that's when it tends to blow up in his face because Red Sox fans right now are on his side because, like I just said, he's keeping his mouth shut and he's pitching well. But if he starts chirping and he starts throwing uh, little digs at the media and maybe even the fans, and then he goes out and has one bad start where he gets shelled, that's just going to give Red Sox fans ammunition to be like, Get out of here, David Price. We don't need you. We don't want you. You suck in the playoffs. 0-8, pal. 0 and 8 Oh, I got one win coming out of the bullpen. Nobody cares about the bullpen, buddy. You got to come out as a starter. <laughs> so he has to yep. He has to just keep his mouth shut. And the fact that he still can't figure that out, is the guy immature? No, he was just pampered his entire life because this guy was a prodigy coming up as a baseball pitcher. Goes through Vanderbilt. Nobody's going to say anything to him at Vanderbilt. This guy just has such an entitlement about him. It's, it's asinine. It's asinine that he just can't well, keep his
0: mouth shut. Yeah, it seems like he – well, I don't think it seems. It is – Definitely true. He holds grudges because it's obvious. You know, everyone he's says this the stuff about him. Crush, and probably. then he sh- right. He'll bring up something from like two years ago and be like, yeah, that's right. I told you. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Yeah, I told I, you uh, on yeah, July right.
1: 17th, 2016, you morons.
0: Right. He's such a – oh, God. I'm glad he's pitching well because I still can't stand the guy. Cause yeah, but just-
1: is he going to keep it consistent? Is he going to keep doing this? Is this going to carry into the playoffs? Because that's – obviously that's what matters, the playoffs. We talk about all right. that all the time. I don't care what he does in the regular season. I need him to go out there against the Houston Astros or the Oakland A's who just tied for first place in the AL West. They need to go out there. He needs to go out there and dominate those guys because if you don't, you're not going to win.
0: Well, certainly the Yankees' start made you feel better because he pitched well on that. So that kind of eased some people's fears for a little bit. But as you know with David Price, if he has one bad start against any of those other teams – in the upcoming month and a half, then people are going to be right back on him. So it's too bad for him. He has to be perfect because no one's going to like him if he's not perfect. But he, he kind of backed himself into that corner, unfortunately, by the things he said and the way he pitched against good teams in the playoffs. So I feel bad for him, but I don't because he kind of he kind of did it to himself.
1: He act, yeah, exactly. He acts like it's unprovoked. You, like you just right. said, he did this to himself. The reason Red Sox fans get on him, if you have a bad start, fine, whatever. It took Red Sox fans a while to be on John Lackey. Because you always people always compare him to John Lackey and John Lackey's first year. John Lackey wasn't crap talking the media. People just got sick of John Lackey sucking at baseball, sucking at doing his job. David Price get tired
0: of his 6.40 ERA throughout a whole yeah, season. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> David Price. People got sick of him because he would stink, then go back in the clubhouse and be like, "You guys all suck." That's so he's got two things working against him.
0: I hate Boston and I hate it here. The fans are awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I'm gonna go attack in the, on the plane. Yeah, he's, he's an unbelievable. Idiot. All right, enough about him. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> so let's David just Price. quickly let's quickly talk about this rotation though, as as the playoffs do creep closer. Um, as you know, the Sox are gonna have the best record in the league. Because how wouldn't they? Um, I mean, you got Chris Sale, you got David Price. Rick Porcello is a killer of all good teams. The only team he struggles against this entire season is the Blue Jays. He's been great against everybody. It's His ERA against bad. the rest of the leagues like it's like three ten, which is very solid and we'll take it. So you got the three of them and then it sounds like Erod's gonna come back soon. And then you have all those other guys just like waiting around like Yvaldi and like Brian Johnson if you need him and like there's a lot of options. So I don't know how you feel, but I feel great about this rotation going to the playoffs. I know the whole, oh, there's "no none of them have ever won in the playoffs. Great, whatever. New manager, new team, new year, 88 and 36. I like this rotation a lot, and they're getting more healthy, and they pitch well against good teams. I feel great about them.
1: So, if Erod is healthy and ready to go, then he's your fourth starter. I know everybody got all hyped, jumped on the hype train. Nathan Nivaldi, and, and don't get me wrong, like I just said, eat it, David Price jokingly. David Price, I think it's there. Like people forget, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson struggled in the playoffs. Nobody looks back at Randy Johnson. And be like that guy stunk. No, Randy Johnson <clears throat> is one of the greatest pitchers to ever play the game. So it's, he's just got to get over this hump. And if you just want to look at the, the fourth guy, obviously you just listen him out. Chris Sale. The, the rotation is going to be Chris Sale, Price, Porcello. Fill in the blank here. If Erod's pitching well, that's my clear-cut favorite. And I'll go back to what I was just saying about Nathan Ivaldi. Nathan Valdi. everybody jumped on that hype train as soon as he got here because he, he went, uh, what was it, seven innings and eight F- innings. Yeah, 15 zero straight runs. innings. Yeah, zero runs yeah. through his first 15 straight innings. Uh, he looked incredible. One of those games was against the Yankees too, which was great. So everybody jumped on the Nathan Valdi train, but he's kind of been showing his true colors as of late. So... Listen, I'm, this guy throws 98 miles an hour, has, has some sweet breaking, uh, breaking pitches. If you have that in your bullpen, that's not a problem. That's not a problem at all. But where Ivaldi comes in, cause I think it's either gonna come down to Evaldi or Erod. Who knows if Steven Wright's even alive anymore, and Drew Pomeranz needs to be shipped <laughs> off into the ocean. Um, my What scares me with Eduardo Rodriguez coming back, you remember last year when he fell. Was it last year when he fell in the bullpen or two years
0: ago? Uh, yeah, that when was last year. Knee. When he hurt his yeah. knee,
1: he came back, and you could tell he was babying it. He wasn't the same pitcher for the rest of the season. And that's what concerns me. He has a high ankle sprain, and high ankle sprains, they're tough to get over. They're very tough to get over. So when he comes back, I'm concerned that he's going to be babying that the entire time. And if uh-huh. he babies it, then he's not going to be pitching that well. And realistically, you don't need Erod, but you kind of do if you want to solidify a solid pitcher as your number four. But again, if not, you've got Nathan Avaldi coming as the fourth pitcher or coming out of the rotation. So back end, it's a win-win situation.
0: Yeah, I feel like I agree. I feel like Erod would be the fourth one, but yeah, you need to make sure he's fully healthy so he doesn't baby his things because he has a quite a history with that with his injuries. I mean, yeah, it's. Ivaldi's been good. I like him. And I don't know how much I trust him in the playoffs. Maybe to go like five innings or whatever. But like, I mean, Erod earned that spot. He had a great season up until the injury. Like, he's had a very good season. A lot of wins. Pretty good ERA. Uh, pretty consistent, too. So I think he, he just because of the season he's had, would be the fourth starter. But obviously, Ivaldi's a good option to have if Erod can't go with his ankle injury. And I, I don't know, you said sale, price, Porcello. I, I think I would say sale, Porcello, price. I think Porcello still earned the two-spot more than price. And I know I like Porcello a lot, and everyone knows that. But, like, I mean, the the way he's pitched against these good teams, I mean, I want him going out there against good teams more than price. I have confidence in both of them because they both pitched pretty well this season. But I think I would still put Porcello, too. Plus, then you got left, right, left, which is obviously good to switch it up a little bit. But so, you can't go wrong with either of them.
1: So there, though, it depends for me. Obviously, the it looks like the Red Sox are going to finish off with the best record in baseball, and at this point, I feel (laughs) feel comfortable saying that. Uh, If not, we got a real problem. They're going to be limping into the playoffs, but it kind of depends for me. They're going to get the first two games at home, again, most likely. In that case, I think I would pitch Price because Price seems to be more comfortable, which is shocking. He seems to be more comfortable at home, but it also depends because I don't want Price pitching in Yankee Stadium. If it comes down to the mm. Yankees, if the Red Sox have to play the Yankees uh, in the ALDS, I don't want Price pitching in the Bronx because we know what happened last time he pitched in the Bronx. He got shellacked. He yeah. made me embarrassed. Again, I was at Key West watching that game with all my Red Sox gear on, and there were Yankee fans all over the bar, and I wanted to, I wanted to crawl behind the bar and die after watching that stuff. <laughs> I don't want him pitching in the Bronx. Yeah. So if it comes down to that, if it's Yankees, Red Sox, ALDS, Game 2 of Fenway Park, I'd rather have Price there because I think Porcello – has uh, bigger cojones to go pitch in the Bronx.
0: Yeah, I think he just has bigger cojones. Period. Because p- Price doesn't really have any. <laughs> Por-
1: Porcello is a low key badass.
0: He really is. He's got some fire. That dude is a competitive dude. I mean, he's a he. W- he wants to go out there in a big spot and pitch. You he can does. see that.
1: He does. You can he see wants- that. I
0: mean, he p- he pitched a one hitter and eighty six pitches against the Yankees, and then went out and pitched an incredible game two starts later. I mean, this guy, this guy has balls, no doubt about it. Yeah,
1: and the one start, we we mentioned it earlier, the one the one start or these starts that he gets shelled for whatever reason is the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays top to bottom just What's kill him. It.
0: And we don't have to care about them because they're not going to be in the playoffs. So Let's just get throw get- that out the window. He's been great against everybody else. And, so. they're, and
1: they're Canada. Who cares? <laughs> yeah,
0: who cares about Canada? <laughs>
1: Although I give them back Montreal. I want the Expos back. I don't know who I would give up for the Expos. Give them the Padres. The, ship the Padres to Montreal. I would love that. Right. That was our Canada. Segment. That'd be funny.
0: <laughs> Brought to you by. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, before we get to some good, some good, uh, some good sponsors here, um, I just want to quickly hear your thoughts. Are you worried about Craig Kimbrell?
1: Yes and no. So Craig Kimbrell. He he gives me the David Price vibe, not in not in the way that he makes people despise him from the way that he speaks to the media. Because Craig, you never hear a peep out of Craig Kimbrell. But he mm. you know that he has the stuff and he can go out there and he can pump the numbers all he wants. Like he can he can have a great ERA. He can be one of the best closers in baseball. But I was looking at his whip. His whip is at about one point I think one point two which means he puts a guy on nearly every time he goes out there. Most of the time he doesn't let them score, but we know as of the past – was it seven? There was a stretch recently of five of seven starts, and five of those starts he gave up uh, a run in each of them. But this Red Sox team is so freaking good, they won every one of those games, which is bananas. Um, right. I'm not worried about him because we know that this guy's a big game pitcher. We know that this guy is one of the best closers in baseball. This is the worst slump he's ever been in. I I wrote a column on CLNS about it, if you guys want to go check it out, about Craig Kimbrell's recent skid. And it was the worst skid that he's had as a closer since coming up to the majors. Uh, He debuted in 2010. This is by far the worst skid that he's had. But we've seen this guy. Maybe this is a good time to get into the slump. Because once he gets hot, there have been little bumps in the road here and there throughout his career. Little tiny ones. And then he'll get hot again. He'll give up a couple runs here and there, and then he will just go on a month and a half stretch of just pure dominance, which we've seen over these past. This is his third season. We've seen this over the past three years, two and a half seasons. This guy is one of the best, and at times, the best closer in baseball. I'm worried about him in the sense that I'm. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with him. We don't know if he's going to break out of this. He sometimes he gets he gets too confident. And will just groove a fastball down the pipe because he thinks he can overpower right. people, and then they'll take him to the moon. If you make contact with a 99 mile an hour fastball, good enough, you, you're gonna you're gonna hit a home run. I think he'll bounce back, and I think he's gonna be fine. But you have to be a little concerned because if this guy does fall apart, your one consistent piece to your bullpen is is gonna is, is an issue. Because you, you don't trust, a lot of people don't trust the rest of the bullpen. That's the one guy, that's the one constant who's been good all season. If he falls apart, then what do you have to trust back there?
0: Right. Now you need him being who he is. He's been one of the best closers in the league for the past five years. So, yeah, I'm not worried about him because I tend to not worry about guys because if you have a track record, you usually figure it out. So I, I'm not really worried about him. Yes, he's a little predictable. Like he said, sometimes he'll just groove that fastball. Home run will hit. He'll throw four balls and get, get a uh, – a walk, so it's you know I'm not too worried about him. I think he'll figure it out, and he's he's pretty awesome. So go, Craig Kimbrell. With that, let's uh let's talk <laughs> about let's talk let's talk about some simple context. Maybe uh maybe Craig Kimbrell needs that to see uh simple see if contacts. he's throwing strikes. Or not. <laughs> so simple contacts. Um, there's a million things demanding your time, as you all know, especially if you have a uh, a two month old baby. Um, <laughs> two months old today, yeah. All right. Um, so contact contact lenses should not be one of the things taking up your time. So I am here to tell you about this fantastic website. It's my newest time saving trick. Simple contacts. I got my contact lens prescription renewed while I was going to Salisbury for a week with the baby, so I could wear my contacts in the lake, in the ocean, and still uh, still be able to see. It was great. In under five minutes is all it took. I just ordered my contacts, did a vision test, boom, got my contacts. So anyone who wears contacts needs to know about this. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in just minutes, all online. It's just a vision test. You just do a vision test, and then you pick out your contacts, and they send it to you because it's reviewed by an actual doctor. So they are bringing the doctor's office to to your home. It was super easy. I just stood on one side of the room, did a vision test. Not sure how well I did because my eyes are terrible. But you wear your current contacts. I think mine were a little out of date, which is why I was glad to get some new ones. So I got a new prescription, got new contacts, and literally it took no time. It was super easy. And I just uh, just got an email a couple of day later that said, all right, you're good. You passed your test. Your contacts are on the way. Got them in a couple of days, and they're awesome. So what I have for you guys is a, uh, a promo code to use. So if you go to simplecontacts.com slash Red Beat, my listeners will get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. So once again, you go to simplecontacts.com slash Red enter the code at your checkout. I do want to mention it's not a replacement for your periodic full health exam since obviously you're not going to a doctor's office. So you should still get your eye checked whenever you do that. But this is the most convenient way to just renew a prescription, get some more contacts if your vision hasn't changed. So once again, twenty dollars off, simplecontacts.com slash my code, save time, save money, and save yourself a headache with simple contacts.
1: Now, Jess, you know me, I'm not really a big glasses guy. I've got I've got incredible vision, perfect vision. They say better than perfect. I'm no judge of that though. Uh, but I could imagine that, you know, when you need glasses, you have to read certain things like tickets. And we got to talk to you guys about some tickets, too, because, of course, sports fans, you guys love your tickets after. So listen to this. Listen to this. After missing the first inning of the San Francisco Giants NLCS game because he couldn't find a printer, Brad Griffith reimagined a simpler process for buying and using last minute tickets. Focusing exclusively on mobile, Brad wrote version 1 of the GameTime iOS application in 2013 and now leads a passionate team building a remarkable, remarkable modern experience for last-minute tickets to live events. With over 8 million users across the United States and Canada, GameTime is the top destination for last-minute tickets to all major sporting events, concerts, shows, GameTime is built for the Urban Millennial and Gen Z customer that is always on the go and constantly optimizing for the best last minute experience. Unlike the legacy industry behemoths, Ticketmaster, and StubHub who overwhelm users with cumbersome choices and steps, Game time curates only the best value and makes the experience incredibly fast and incredibly easy because everything nowadays has to be fast and easy and that's what Game time does for you guys and me. To make selecting tickets even easier, GameTime shows you an actual high-res photo of the view, which, you know, you need glasses to look at that, from your seat. Plus, GameTime, the GameTime guarantee has you covered. They guarantee you'll receive your tickets in time for the event, and they'll be valid for entry. If that doesn't happen, though, listen, if that does not happen, GameTime will locate comparable replacement tickets, or they'll just give you all your money back. Easy peasy. Whether you're looking for sports music or theater tickets, you can find all of them under one roof at GameTime. Download the app for iOS or Android. Did you know that ticket prices can go down right before a game or concert? GameTime is a mobile app that tracks tickets. Ticket real prices in real time for thousands of trusted sellers then shows you all the best deals. When prices drop, you can check out two taps and tickets are sent to you directly on your phone. With GameTime, you can get tickets at the last minute for up to sixty percent off. That is sixty percent. That is more than half off. If plans change, no problem. You guys can just sell your tickets. And you can push up a button, sell your tickets. Boom. For fifteen dollars off your first purchase, visit usegametime.com/socks and use promo code SOCKS. I'll say that again for you guys, just in case. Just in case your ears. This isn't. We didn't do any ear reads today, but. I'll say it again for you just in case. For $15 off your first purchase, use visit usegametime.com slash socks. That is Y. I mean, that is U-S-E-G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E dot com slash socks and use promo code socks. The offer is only valid, though, for first-time customers. Game time, guys. Go
0: check it out. Ear reads. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> ear reads. No ear reads today. Only vision. Only vision tests. My hearing. I I,
1: don't need glasses. Like I said, I might need hearing, though, because my hearing struggles. There you go. Maybe we'll
0: get a sponsor for uh, for some hearing apps someday. <laughs> <laughs> so there you serious. go. Simple contacts and game time. Those are, those are your things. Go get what's yours. All right. Before we talk a little talk, MLB headlines with some standings, I do want to talk about the MVP race here which is an MVP race of the Red Sox, not of the league, because this is the league. These guys are the two best players in the league, and there's no doubt about that. I know people have had this debate. I know Jared's had the debate, but as I said, I haven't been on here in a while, so I would like to have the debate with you, even though I personally don't think it's much of a debate. So we'll start with you. Who was the MVP of Major League Baseball? Is it J.D. Martinez or is it Mookie Betts, and why?
1: So i I got to say consistent because... Jared and I have had this debate on the Lose Change podcast, which is also part of the CLNS Media Network. I'm still going to say Mookie Betts. And the reason I'm going to say Mookie Betts is, and I I know J.D. Martinez has done so much for this team, and even the intangible stuff that people have to realize voters are not going to be looking at. Voters are not going to be looking at how he helped Jackie Bradley's back come around, how he's helped Rafael Devers out. They're not going to look at that. They're just going to look at the stats, which are still there. And I hate that I'm going to bring this up, because I think this is such a nerd stat, and I hate talking about it. I hate giving it any credit. But Mookie Betts' war wins above replacement. It's just, I think you have to take into account in this situation. Because A, a designated hitter has never won. He's A designated hitter has never won the MVP. If David Ortiz has never won the MVP, I'm going to have a tough time giving it to J.D. Martinez. Because David Ortiz has done... Close to, if not the same, of what J.D. Martinez has done this season, in past, And he he didn't win. Mookie Betts not only has the highest average in baseball at the moment, he is near the top in a run score, total bases, and just what he does defensively, obviously J.D. Martinez doesn't play the field as much, but what Mookie Betts does defensively is, in my opinion, very undervalued. Because playing right field at Fenway Park, incredibly difficult. You To play right field at Fenway Park, you basically have to have a center fielder in center. And you have to have a center fielder in right field too. Because it is a giant, enormous right field. He has a ton of assists from right field. He tracks the ball incredibly well. He makes phenomenal catches. And not to mention, let's go back on the offensive side. Base running. Base stealing. This guy is, this guy is talented. One of the best. Perhaps... Some would say most valuable player in three facets of the game. Base running, defense, hitting. He's one of the best in all three of those, if not the best in two out of three of those categories. J.D. Martinez, on the other hand, well, and I'll say this. If J.D. Martinez wins MVP, I'm not going to be like, Mookie Betts should have won MVP. (laughs) No, I'm going to be all in about J.D. Martinez winning MVP. I want one of these guys to win, (laughs) but I just think with – With a combination of the way he hits, how he gets on base consistently, obviously he's not going to have the same RBIs that J.D. Martinez has. He's the leadoff hitter. He doesn't have those same opportunities. He might have those same opportunities if he hits third or fourth in the lineup. Mookie might have better numbers if, again, he wasn't the leadoff hitter. But just the, the talent and the skill that he possesses and that he's been proving and putting on display all season in all three facets of the game, I would have to give if if I had a vote, I would vote Mookie Betts one, JD Martinez two.
0: You just don't want Mookie to finish second in MVP again.
1: <laughs> I know, Mookie Mookie Betts might just quit suck. the MLB if he if he came in second place. Right,
0: <laughs> yeah, I just can't get the number one spot, guys. And I'm if you retiring. had to look
1: at the guy every day who won the MVP, <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Seriously, that's better than some other guy like you know Mike Trout. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh my God, I would I would jump off a bridge if he wins again.
0: Oh, that'd be so stupid. This team blows. Not gonna happen. <laughs> All right, so I disagree with you, even though you make great points. I really like your points, yeah, I make and That's what I do. Obviously, I really enjoy if if Betts wanted as well, because either one's great. But I'm given to JD Martinez, and the big, yeah, the, the biggest reason for me, and which is funny because you said that the voters don't care about this, and they may not, but the leadership aspect, just the difference between what this team was last year to this year, is literally JD Martinez, and Alex of course on the field JD Martinez and that's what to me what makes them more valuable because they are clearly so much better. They were great last year, but they're so much better this year considering yeah. they almost have as many wins already. I mean they have 88, 88 wins on August nineteenth. That's insane. So I attribute a lot of that to J.D. Martinez and his leadership and just having that big bat in the middle of the lineup that, as we know, they haven't had since David Ortiz. So I think that's huge, just what he did for the middle of the lineup, what he's done from a leadership perspective. That's not even talking about the numbers, so let me go into that. 333, 38 homers and 106 RBI, and there's still 40 games left. This guy's numbers are going to be off the chart. He can end up hitting, like, 330 with 50 homers and 145 RBI. You got That to me, that has...
1: It would be incredible. Yeah. Listen, if he won the Triple Crown, it's not a if he wins the Triple Crown, he's the MVP. That's, that's just yeah. a fact. I, I can't – nobody can dispute that. And if you try to dispute that, you are a dummy because if he wins the Triple Crown, second person since Carl Yastrzemski in, what, 67?
0: Yeah. Right, just Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, just right.
1: Then, yeah, he's the MVP.
0: Yeah. Right. And obviously if that happened, Betts' average would have to go down because Betts is currently 13 points ahead of him. So that would be – you know he would be declining – JD would be going up. So we'll see what happens. But JD has the most hits over Betts by eight. Betts does have eight more runs. Betts has three more doubles. So they're right hand in hand there. Like you said, obviously, JD has you know 42 more RBI and 11 homers because Betts is a leadoff hitter. And Betts, JD is just Betts is every most of those
1: RBIs. <laughs> Betts is most of the runners who are crossing the road right. when JD hits, the, hits a double.
0: Right, because he's 100 runs, yeah. which is top, top of the league. So, and Betts does have more steals, obviously, because he's fast, 24 steals to 5. So I see, totally see the case for Betts, but just MVP wise, he has the big numbers with the home runs and the RBI, and of course the average, and he has a leadership factor in just how much better this team is suited for winning games than they were last year, which is saying nothing against last year because they were a great team. They had a ton of wins. They were awesome. They just fizzled out in the playoffs. So, to me, it's gotta be JD. I, I, wouldn't be able to not give it to him at this point. So, can I we'll say something about the
1: leadership, though, real quick before we just transition uh, quickly? The problem is with the leadership, and in, in, in like like we said before, teaching uh, Jackie Bradley something about like he sees how he sees a hole in his swing, or Rafael Devers. We know that Boston writers may know that, Boston voters may know that, but you know who doesn't know that and doesn't really care about that. San Diego Padres writer, who also has a vote in this. Seattle Mariners writer, who also right. has a vote in this. So th- that might be the downfall. I- in our opinion, sure, J.D. Martinez might be it, or your opinion. But voters, I think they're going to give it to Mookie because they don't know the, the these intangibles that we do know about.
0: And Mookie's more flashy, too, between the two.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: With the way he plays. Highlight so. reel. Yeah, we'll see. Either way, it could be great. But I'm, I'm I'm on the JD train, so we'll see what happens. Uh, let's switch to the MLB for a minute. I uh, just kind of looking at standings here as we round out with about a you know five or so weeks left in the in the season. The Red Sox are the best team in the league by so much. They're so far ahead of everybody. I mean, they are they're 17 games ahead of this, the best team in the National League. That's absurd, and they're obviously insanely much better than every team in the American League, too, because the Yankees are in second. And as you know, the Sox are ten and a half games up on them. Are so the it's crazy. Are
1: technically the second – have the second highest record? Do they yep, just... they do. That's insane. They're still, th- they're the still Sox three Sox games ahead,
0: ahead of
1: – What are they, yeah. ten and a half? Is it ten and a half now or ten still? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yep, 10 and a half. To be up ten and a half games right now, that's – i the second best team I'm the in the majors. the Second best team in the majors. And by the way, my girlfriend was out of the bar last night, and she got hit him by a guy who was a Yankee fan. And then she she threw it right in his face. She was like, "You guys are 10 and a half games back, pal." Oh. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so Yankee that's fans great. are being put on notice. Don't hit on my girlfriend because you're gonna get you're gonna get your standings thrown right back in your face, buddy.
0: <laughs> no, no Yankees fans here. Yeah, that that four game sweep just ruined everything for the Yankees. That just knocked them flat out of the playoffs, which was out of the playoffs, out of the, the division, which is fantastic. So, I mean, the run differential, plus 218 for the Sox, plus 140 for the Yankees. The Red Sox are the best team in the majors by so much. They could play garbage baseball the rest of the way and still easily get 100 wins because all they need is 12. Which goes and back to the beginning full, of the show. Full weeks.
1: That's why they're comfortable with Chris Sale on the DL right now, because they are literally yeah. murdering the entire Major League Baseball.
0: They could play so bad the rest of the season and still finish in first in the majors easily. Yeah. That's crazy. So let's talk about other teams. Mainly, I want to talk about the A's. As you mentioned, the A's have now tied the Houston Astros for first place in the AL West. Uh, The Astros lost, I'm not sure if they're still on the streak, but they had lost eight straight home games. They're really not good at home. They're only four games over 500 at home. And the A's have just been winning, 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 winning for the last about two and a half months of the season with nobody noticing. And now all of a sudden, the A's are tied for the third best team in the major leagues, the Oakland A's, out of nowhere. And it's funny because the Sox didn't play the A's well. In the two series they've played, well, they when they weren't a good, they were they were like 500 at that point, and they were you know they were playing pretty well against the Sox. Shmanaya threw his no hitter, and now the A's are 74 and 49 as as a coming into Sunday's standings here. So they're good, they're and people shouldn't problem. sleep on them.
1: They're yeah, problem. I mean they're
0: ahead. They're three and a half games ahead of the Mariners now, and they were the team that people were like sleeping on before. Now they're both there, both on the heels of the Astros and the Yankees, and all the people been talking about how garbage the AL is now. Uh, this is kind of an exciting race at this point now.
1: They're they're a serious problem. Good, like the good thing for the Red Sox is they wouldn't have to play them until the ALCS. I think the A's are going to come out on top of the AL West, and I think it's going to actually come down. And if they don't, I think they're going to beat the Yankees in the division in the wild card round. Whew. That would so this is wh- this is where a real problem comes in. If the A's do finish second in the AL West and play the Yankees in the wild card round, the A's I think win that game. Then the Red Sox have to play the A's in the first round. And that's the one team in the majors I do not want the Red Sox to play in the postseason.
0: Yeah. Especially the way they played them earlier in the season, like I just said.
1: It'll be a real problem.
0: It's going to be fun. So, yeah, all those people, all those haters that were saying, you know, oh the ALs, crap, all these terrible teams. You have an 88-win team, a 77-win team, two 74-win teams, a 71, and a 70. I'm not sure the AL is so bad. I think people need to open their eyes and, like, look at the standings and realize that these are a lot of good teams. There's some good competition. Yes, the teams that are bad are bad. I get that. But the teams that are good are, like, obviously, as we've talked about here, way better than the National League. I mean, the National League's records are garbage compared to the American League. So you stop even, hating you on the American League. A
1: conversation sometimes if there's nothing. talk When the Red Sox are good, sports radio isn't great because there's nothing you can talk <laughs> about. <laughs>
0: I love when people can't say anything negative cuz as you know I'm Mr. Positive and Oh I know you are. It's it's hard to argue with an 88 and 36 record. I mean that's i 71% of your games won in baseball. It's baseball. This is baseball we're talking about. You don't win 71% of your games in baseball. You just don't. It's crazy. I just it brings me great joy every day of my life. It's a wonderful thing. So let's leave it there. We love the Red Sox. They're the best team in the league. There's no question about it and when there's no question about it our lives are fun. So this has been Red Sox. we on CLNS Media the day after Jared's wedding. We're holding it down here. He's Nick Qualia. I'm Jess Thomas. Me and Jared will be back next week. A new married man joining me in the married life. Time to a kid now. They can really be like me. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us here. Nick Qualia, Jess Thomas, CLNS Media. This is Red Sox. You can follow us on Twitter at Red Sox CLNS. We will be back next week.